0: The Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports on the Buzz.
1: Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city.
0: Then now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now here's Trey Biddy. Here is Trey
1: Biddy. Okay, he's not there, but he's there. Okay, thank you, Trey, for letting me know. Because otherwise I'd have said, Trey, Trey, where are you, Trey?
2: (laughs) How's it going, guys?
1: So there you are. Uh, This was written by one of your colleagues on uh, 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 247 Sports, Brad Crawford. And he is, the headline is, What Three College Football Signing Periods Could Mean for Recruiting? Personally, I like Hopefully this passes. I like this.
2: Yeah, I do too. Uh you know, I think it gives you I think it gives everybody an opportunity who, who would like to sign early guys that uh you know, maybe grew up Razorback fans, always wanted to be a hog, uh maybe and the money is right also. <laughs> it gives them an opportunity to go ahead and get their recruitment out of the way and and sign in June if they like, which is a pretty busy month for recruiting uh with a lot of visitors and things like that. So you would Knock out part of it there to where, you know, you don't have to, I don't want to say babysit, but, you know, you've got guys that are committed and you have to keep recruiting them and recruiting and make sure other teams don't jump on and all that stuff. So it would take a little bit out of it uh, as far as that goes. Maybe, maybe I don't know, five recruits, something like that in the early period. And then you come out of that last game of the season, I guess maybe after the championship games, is that right, when it said yeah. uh, the conference title games, and then you have your next signing day. And that, to me, knocks out, what, maybe 20 days, something like that?
1: um, Yeah, December the 5th, it says the final regular season, FBS game. So really that would be after Thanksgiving weekend.
2: Yeah, it'd knock out a couple few weeks, I guess, uh, uh, as opposed to where the signing day was previously. So that time you could actually spend time working on your transfer stuff instead of recruiting and trying to do transfer stuff all at the same time, bringing in visitors um, when you have coaches, you know, out on the road, all that kind of stuff. So maybe that would would alleviate some of the stress of December because uh, so much is packed in in such a short amount of time. At the same time, you know, you move all those periods up, and you really have to emphasize going to a school because that's the school you want to go to. Because assistant coaches are going to change, you know, they're going to leave, they're going to go different places. Um, but you'll still have the February signing period also. So I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea as far as you know, kind of alleviating all that. I, I still love the February signing day traditionally, but it's gotten to a point where. I mean, Arkansas signed 16 high school recruits, 13 of them are enrolled already. It used to be it was just a quarterback and maybe another player here and there. It used to be a big deal if a guy was enrolling early, and now it's it's more common than it isn't. So um, times have definitely changed. Didn't I say, it uh, and I, I thought I would
1: printed the entire story, but apparently I didn't, but uh, the early June period, Uh, would be three to five days, if I remember reading that correctly. And it sounded Mm -hmm. like, Trey, the same thing in that December signing window. That would be three to five days, and then you would have the regular signing period in February, which would expire on April the 1st, which is a much larger window.
2: Yeah, they. uh, I don't don't know that I'm on board with that side of it, though, Randy. I I think, you know, I mean... Signing day in February, that, I mean, that's technically, what is it, a week, I guess, really? Uh, but it everybody like signs. like two weeks. Is it two weeks? Okay. Yeah. Well, everybody signs generally on National Signing Day. Uh, you can remember Alex Collins years ago wanted to sign on National Signing Day. His mom took his papers, and I think he ended up signing the next day or the day after. Um, so you don't have to necessarily sign on National Signing Day, but I don't know. I think it's kind of an event. I can remember back in the day, and when it was just in February that first Wednesday of February, people would take off work yeah. and it was it was like a holiday, mm-hmm. and now it's just kind of it's spread out it's it's just spread out so much more um, so it's just kind of just kind of a little bit different but that the December signing day is, is really the big one now because um, you have so many i don't I don't know if you're going to be impacted heavily on that June signing day um, you know unless you're dealing with majority like in-state recruits and stuff or you know people whose you know parents maybe they were a Razorback or something and they're kind of a legacy or something like that maybe that even if they don't live inside the state so um, I think that's kind of maybe what we'd see out of that June date.
1: Rick good afternoon you have a question or comment for
3: Trey. Oh, I'm so glad. I know I call too much, but y'all are so interesting. <laughs> from 3 to 6, I listen every day. I get caught up with this.
4: Mm. Well, we're glad you well, listen. We're on until we're 7, so maybe stay, stay with us for another hour some night. That'd be great.
3: Well, I got good dinner from my wife.
4: Oh, okay. That's, so that's important. A, that's important. You're right. Yeah.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Trey... Uh, I never hardly get to talk to you, uh, but I listen to you. And uh, uh, with Bobby Letrino, uh I know he's got a big... Is he going to... I know I love Sam Pittman. Period. And he brought in one of the best out there in the country. Mm-hmm. Is uh, it's Pittman... And uh Bobby is he gonna let Bobby do everything totally in control of that. I offense? would think so. I
2: mean they're gonna talk about things obviously. You know, they'll Pittman will say, Hey, you've got, you know, two downs here to go for it on third down, you know, if you don't get it. Yes, so yes. I uh, coach they'll have things I like that or give me a running play here, but Petrino is an offensive mastermind, and that was I think kind of one of the things we talked about in his introductory press conference because Jimbo yeah. Fisher did not give him that same uh, leniency that, uh,
3: that there was a that lot happen. of if that happens that's going to be a great thing and then my second question uh is three or four players do you think the Hog need a key cuz they got to get rid of some of these guys what about basketball Yes, sir. Basketball. Yes, sir. Basketball. Yeah.
2: Basketball was extreme. By the way, I got my hey, copy of Inside the Pocket, an in-depth analysis of the X's and O's by Bobby Petrino.
4: Oh, finally came in the mail. Yeah. How about that? It is
2: 483 pages. I don't think with all of the verbiage and <laughs> diagrams and stuff that I'm going to get through it in time for um, spring football. But uh, maybe I'll get in time for uh, the release of the NCAA college football game coming out this What's summer. Right,
1: Trey, okay, what, what is the name of that
2: buyer? It's uh, it. Inside the Pocket, an In-Depth Analysis of the X's and O's inside by Bobby Petrino.
4: And when did he write that? Where was he coaching at the time? Uh, I believe he, he wrote it when he was... Let's see. Does it have the year on it? Yeah, on the inside? I'm trying in to find... Copy, it. When it's copyrighted? Um... Uh,
2: I'll see if I can find it but I don't well okay. see
4: you, usually right inside the book uh before yeah, you that's even where the I'm looking. contents yeah
2: there's a lot of they do have a copy
4: So did you like. have to order this tray, Obviously. Yeah, I ordered
2: it on Amazon and Amazon. it said okay. there was 15 copies left but um I don't, I don't I'm not seeing the date on here but sure. I think it was it was probably before Missouri State I would guess um yeah, I don't see the day. I'll see if I can update you when he was, when he wrote okay. it exactly. Yeah, but um, to answer his question, also on basketball, yes, basketball question last, but uh, there's going to be change. That was very disappointing. I mean, Vanderbilt had won seven games all year. They were 0 and 11 away from Nashville, 0 and eight in road games, and then 0 and three in neutral site games, and came into Bud Walton Arena and won.
4: I mean, that's just. You know, let's say right here, we need to point this out. There are a lot of great coaches in college basketball that don't win much. Mm -hmm. Eric Musselman is a really good coach. Vanderbilt's coaching staff had an excellent plan in studying Arkansas's defense. And other coaches, Stackhouse isn't the only one, other coaches see Arkansas's defensive vulnerabilities. That doesn't mean that Musselman's a bad coach, but there are other coaches out there that see Arkansas's weaknesses and attack them and Vanderbilt got easy shots last night, uh, whereas probably against most teams they're not getting easy shots. So let's give their coaching staff some credit for finding the vulnerabilities that Arkansas has had. Yeah.
2: Well, Arkansas also went
4: oh one of seventeen and forty-five minutes without with one field goal.
2: Yeah, and then the second. I mean, total they were eighteen. Of they they missed eighteen of nineteen shots leading yeah. into the second half. I oh, know. Yeah, there was a twenty-eight minute stretch there where it was just really really bad. Oh, brutal! They were up sixteen with six oh seven left, and then Arkansas raced back. Like where was that? You know? Yeah, right. Earlier in the game, I mean they they closed a fifteen point deficit almost almost closed a, six, a sixteen point deficit in you know six minutes or so. I mean the last two thirty they had a chance the whole time. Uh, but just couldn't get it done. That was really disappointing. As far as players leaving, I mean, there's a lot of guys that don't have eligibility left, so there's going to be quite a bit of turnover. But as far as guys that do have eligibility, I would expect a number of them to hit the transfer portal also. Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see 9, 10, maybe even 11. It really wouldn't. New faces.
1: So that means the normal. two incoming signees, does that mean Blocker's yeah. gone? That means Bayfall no. is gone?
2: I no, think Bayfall and Blocker would be the most likely to be back. And then after that, you know, obviously the two newcomers. But I think Blocker and Fall would be most likely. I think Minnefield maybe after that. Um you know, blocker. Or excuse me. Uh, battle would be a six-year guy. He has a year of eligibility left. Tremon Mark has eligibility left. He's a junior this year. Trevin Brazil has eligibility left. Um, I mean, I think they're, they're Chandler Lawson's done. L. Ellis is done. I mean, there's most of the guys are, are Jeremiah Davenport's done. Jalen Graham's done. Mikay Mitchell, I believe, is done. I, I mean, think he, he has one more year if he wants to use it. He's listed as having no more eligibility left on the website Mm. um, and people I've talked to, but he does have, he has a year in 2020 where he played in fewer than 30% of the games, but he's still listed as a super senior this year, Randy.
3: Mm. He's
2: not listed as having been granted a red shirt that year, and I don't know if it's because that was the COVID year. Maybe you can't get a medical red shirt for the COVID year. I don't know. I don't know how that works exactly, but... um, he is listed as that. Uh, so there was some talk that Chandler Lawson might fall into that category, but he's also done after this year. So most, uh, I mean, most of the guys are are out of eligibility, and you know, I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't think that like Mark would come back. Like with basketball players, it's just not. I mean, it happens. I mean, there's guys that six year on the roster right now, but for the most part, you don't you don't see that uh, very often with basketball because there's the idea that. You know, you need to get into the pro ranks as soon as you can and get in that system as soon as you can. And you're also viewed as, like, you know, by your youth, how much upside do you have? And the older you get, you know, the lower your ceiling gets also. But, you know, if you're young, then, you know, you have a lot of potential still. But if you're older, then that potential, you know, you kind of think of you as you are who you are. So uh, there's that kind of mindset with with bringing in basketball players, too. So uh, I think there's going to be a a dramatic amount of change and a lot of movement in the the transfer portal.
1: Trey, the other story today on 247 Sports, again by Brad uh, Crawford. He had SEC predictions, uh, way too early order of finish. He has got Arkansas pre-spring final record projection five and seven, with conference one and seven.
4: Yeah, mm. one and seven. Don't you think if they beat Oklahoma State, which they'd have to to be five and seven if they won one conference game, that they'll win more than one conference game?
2: If they can go on the road and beat Oklahoma State, I think that would give them a lot of juice.
4: Yeah, I think um, so.
2: A lot hinges on that one, and then. Two weeks after that, you have Auburn. Um, so, you know the schedule is nice in terms of the overall look of it. In terms of who's coming in, it's just it starts out really brutal. I mean, you don't have your second game in Fayetteville until October fifth against Tennessee, which is just absurd. We've gone over, you know, comparing Arkansas's rosters to other, or excuse me, schedule to other teams in the SEC, and it's it's just. Arkansas does not do a good job of scheduling. I mean, I know you you get what you get from the SEC, but there's just some other things in there. Like, I just just absolutely hate the idea of playing your first game of the season in Little Rock. I mean, you know, and it's nothing against Little Rock. And, you know, I'm from central Arkansas and have a lot of great memories there. But, uh, you know, start your season at home. You know, bring all the juice, all the energy at home. I, I, I just think it would have been a lot nicer to... And they did the same thing last year, so um, it will be it will be nice when they get out of Arlington. Not that Arlington impacts them this year, but it, it has you know in the past. So it'll be nice to finally get a game back in Fayetteville, starting I guess next year, right? Yep, sure. yeah. So
4: well, we don't know if they'll play
2: Texas saying Twenty twenty-five, it'll be. We don't know if they'll play A and M. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'll probably. That's exactly how it's going to go. <laughs> they're not going to play. They're not going to play in College Station for four more years. After
4: mm-hmm.
2: that, <laughs> so, you know, that's exactly
4: exactly. And if it hadn't been for the Texas go. athletic director opening his big mouth, we wouldn't even know that it's going to be eight games in twenty twenty five because they haven't announced anything.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well. um. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's going to be nine games, obviously. That's the well, only thing. Well, not 2025.
4: Makes sense. It's not not, not in 20
2: maybe not in 2025, but it's yeah. going to be
4: not according to the not yet in the league AD who opened his mouth. Yeah. So if it's not
2: in 2025, and Arkansas is the away team this year in Arlington, so they should get Texas A&M and Fayetteville if in 2025. If they play a if they play, if they play A&M, they play A&M. <laughs> yes, they'll probably get Alabama which, and Georgia. Which they all. have. It, it feels like they have tried to keep. You know, rivalries going, although, you know, this one isn't, I don't know if it's as important because of, uh, you know, they they had a huge gap anyway. You know, it's not like they're just trying to continue it on like.
4: I think the SEC looks at at Arkansas Texas as more of a rivalry than Arkansas and Texas. Yeah. No question. I, I think that'll be an every year deal. No question. There is just, you know,
2: there's the aspect of it being a quote unquote trophy game. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's that rivalry wasn't even renewed until 2012. So, But uh, got to keep Missouri on there. Oh, yeah. Got, got to keep Missouri. Oh, please,
1: <laughs> please do not ever take Missouri off. Uh, this from our live feed feedback for what it's worth, Rodney says, uh, Bobby wrote, Inside the Pocket, an in-depth analysis of the X's and O's. Paperback, March 1st, 2020. 2020. Okay. 2020. So I've got that. He, that would mean. Okay, he so was. that would have
2: been. That would have come COVID out the year. year. Yeah, I believe the COVID year was right when he got back in, wasn't it?
4: Could be. Let's see. He was at A and M in 23. Was he at uh, Missouri State for three ca- years or longer yeah. than that? I thought he's there about three years at least. I know
2: he was there during the COVID year.
4: Yes, that's 20.
2: I don't see anything at the beginning of when it was written. But I you mean, know, we'll take his word for it. Okay. Well, I've
1: got
4: Sounds this. That right.
3: Yeah,
1: I'm getting. This, I am getting this from several different. Uh, Petrino's book published March first, twenty twenty. Then Savage says from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz Text Line, please ask Trey. Where do all the coaches get the kids' phone numbers for the transfer portal so fast? Is there mm-hmm. a college player database just for coaches?
2: No, that's in the transfer portal. It's got, by their name, it has, a lot of times we'll be surprised, you know, because it'll be, somebody has a name that's, you know, their their given name is different than the name they go by, but it has that information, it has their eligibility, it has their phone number. It's got all that. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen what it looks like. Wow.
1: So no wonder they can get a hold of these kids so quickly. Yeah, it's yeah. got,
2: you know, if they're a graduate or not, all that stuff. Yeah, Once it once their name pops up in there, all their information's in there as well.
1: Uh, this one also from our Southern Structural Solutions buzz text line. This from the five zero one. They won in Little Rock and didn't in Fable.
2: A good team will win anywhere. It's not about the team winning. I mean, they're going to beat UAPB. I mean, that's not the issue. It's just the. You know, the excitement, the fans. I I don't know. I just think there's something about being in your your home stadium. Not that Little Rock's not your, you know, home away from home. It is, but um, I don't know. I just think that um, it makes more sense to open up at home and, you know, play that UAPB game in Little Rock, but don't, you know, play it a little bit into the season.
1: It has lost a lot. I know someone uh, someone will argue, well, fans didn't show up the day that Georgia played in Little Rock, but lately the games that Arkansas has had in Little Rock doesn't excite a whole lot of excitement.
2: Well, it's it's hard to do one game there, you know, and everything's, like, new. Like, you know, last time I was there, they were trying to tell me that I couldn't go to my parking spot, and there's only one way to get there. And I was like, I've been going this way for 20 years, and it's not their fault. It's just brand new because they don't ever, you know, they don't have events that big there. Um, I think they said last year the band didn't get any water. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) you know, run out of water and stuff. But that's just that's just a product of having one event a year and you know a bunch of new people and stuff. It's impossible to get all that stuff right, and you know, there's always issues with. You know, Wi-Fi, the game clock doesn't go off, you know, doesn't work or something. You know, there's always always going to be issues like that when you only do one big event like that, um, you know, for, with a football game every year. So, you know, if you were playing three games there every year like they used to, then you'd probably be a lot, lot better organized.
1: All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of Hawksports.com being brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai and Genesis of Conway. For Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, Drive Time Sports. We'll continue in a
4: moment. Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas presents Rollin with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer every Thursday at 6 on 103.7 The Buzz.
5: High school and college baseball are back. Join me, Kevin Bohannon, every Tuesday at 4.30 for Around the Horn on Drive Time Sports sponsored by Wood Family Dealerships in Batesville.
6: I'm Supreme Court Justice Barbara Webb, and I'm excited to announce my candidacy for the position of Chief Justice. From private practice to prosecuting attorney to justice on the Supreme Court, my over four decades of courtroom experience have more than prepared me for this opportunity. I'll be an experienced and prepared Chief Justice with a fresh perspective on how to tackle our biggest problems, and that's exactly what our Kansans deserve. I'll focus on reducing case backlogs, expanding public access to the court, and modernizing our current systems and processes to save time and create efficiencies. Most importantly, I will uphold the rule of law and protect our Constitution. That's what I've done my entire life, and that's what I'll do as your next Chief Justice. With your support, I will continue to be a fair and independent voice that all Arkansans can trust. Remember, early voting begins February
5: 20th, and Election Day is March 5th. Paid for by the Barbara Way for Chief Justice Committee.
1: Watney Chevrolet is your destination for big Chevy savings. For a limited time, get a 2024 Equinox SUV for just $22,390 or a roomier 2024 Tahoe SUV for just $65,499. Restrictions apply, so be sure to visit WatneyChevrolet.com to learn more about these big Chevy deals. Or stop by and see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville for a test drive and more savings on your favorite Chevy models. Chevrolet, together, let's drive.
5: Roger, did you know that Oaklawn Sports is the mobile app that lets you bet anywhere in Arkansas? Anywhere. So I can bet the over when I'm in Dover. Indeed you can. I can take the underdog in Dogtown. Absolutely. You're telling me I can bet on the pigskin and piggot? Yep. Hoops and hum note, Baseball and box site, Long shots in LaVanca? All of the above. Anywhere, huh? Anywhere. Nice. Easy to use and even easier to fund. Bet with confidence. Bet with Oaklawn Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
4: dot com. Mm-hmm. Attention, Arkansans. Low interest rates are back
2: at Red River Ford of Cabot, and we've got a huge selection of new Ford F-150s, and you can get 1.9% for 72 months. Folks, you heard me right, 1.9%. Like I said, low interest rates are back, and at Red River Ford, we've also got the discounts to go along with it. Make that easy drive here to exit 19, or check us out at redriverfordcabot.com for Arkansas' best buying
0: experience. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You've got Drive Time Sports locked in on the Buzz Radio Network. Here is Randy Rainwater.
1: drive time sports here on the buzz radio network rick schaefer i'm randy rainwater in a moment we'll be joined by bart Reed, pure sweat basketball skills being brought to you by martin orthopedics but first i need to talk to you about benny hana because tonight tonight is the last night that you can take advantage of the two for 60 it's monday night tuesday night and wednesday night only And uh, that means you're going to be entertained, number one. Your chef will be on the show. Kids love it. I mean, they simply love it. And then, you've got the meal itself, which starts off with two delicious salads. Then you start the entree, the main menu. And then you get the filet, and the chicken breast, and the Colossal shrimp Then it's topped off with The fried rice with chicken Yeah, fried rice with chicken It doesn't get any Better than that That is the Red hot special It's ongoing right now Hana. It is in the Wyndham Hotel In North Little Rock I must warn you need a reservation It's smart to have a reservation You don't want to wait who knows how long? Be able to get in there, get seated, and uh, let the good times roll. Three seven one nine thousand five zero one three seven one nine thousand tonight only. Well, Monday night and Tuesday night, but those nights have already passed us by. So this night concludes the two for sixty at Benihana. So why wait? Take advantage now. Get the wife. Get the family. Trust me, there's enough to eat for a family. That is Benihana, Wyndham Hotel in North Little Rock, 3719000. Tell them I sent you. That's Benihana in North Little Rock.
0: And. Friend.
1: Yeah. What's up, buddy? Uh, I sent a message to Coach Bobby Petrino and um I asked him, I said, How can I get a copy of your book inside the pocket? Yeah. And he said, Can you read? <laughs> That's a great question,
7: huh? He just wants to make
1: sure you're qualified for the book. Uh, What I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you. When I get an opportunity, I'm going to respond back. Does it have a lot of pictures in it? So, all
4: right, Bart, let's get you. (laughs) Hi, Rick. Hi, Bart.
1: Let's get you started with some questions. Uh, You've developed your own little cult following on our. uh, both live feed and feedback and our buzz text line.
4: But nobody asked Bart if he can read. He's probably pretty good. Oh, why do not I don't yeah. have to read to Bart? No, you don't have to. Yeah, I I don't send the questions to Bart in advance. Right.
1: Okay. Uh, that way, I read them to him. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby, I can read. I, I would rather it has a lot. I have a lot of pictures. It'll move faster that way. All right, this from Razorback eight seven zero. Does Bart, does Bart think Layden stays at Arkansas next year? Why don't you throw in Bay Fall? Uh, Bart, do you think Layden, Blocker, and Bay Fall stay at Arkansas next year?
3: I,
5: you know, with the with the, carous, with the carousel, it keeps going around in, in college athletics. I, if, I don't think Layden with if, uh, Layden. I think is the one player that has. A legitimate guy. You know, all the players want to play more and score more. I think Layton has been underutilized extremely. I think he, he, his effort on the court is probably warranted for playing time. I think he's a high-energy guy. I don't anticipate Layton staying at Arkansas, but, I, but that's not coming directly from anybody. That's just my personal opinion. Um, as far as baseball, I, I, I don't think he would be one to stay – Either I I think if you look at it, the writing's on the wall. I just don't see him being that type of player that Coach Musselman would be playing in the future. So I, I would think both of those players have a high potential to move to other places, in my
4: opinion. Well, then who in the world on this roster do you think will be on the next year's team?
5: Rick, that's a great question. I I think we're going to experience a ton of turnover. Not we, but Arkansas is going to experience a ton of turnover. And the the million-dollar question is, Rick, Randy, is he going to try to build more of a high school recruiting base? I think that probably is more likely to stay. Um, Or is he going to go in the transfer portal? But if everyone turns over, then obviously he's going to go into the transfer portal to do that, but I do not see a ton of players staying. It doesn't seem like morale is extremely high, so it's different on the court, but I would think there is a ton of turnover that you might get two, maybe, that would stay, uh, maybe three, but Rick, I don't anticipate any more than that staying.
4: Well, if it's two or three, but it's not Blocker or Fall, who you figure would have reason to stay, and I understand what you're saying about Blocker, but he has played quite a bit, and I'm, yeah, guessing, yeah. I'm guessing Musselman could work to try and get those two to come back. But if it's not them, then the rest of them are all came in through the transfer portal except for Davis, and he probably won't be back. So who else, who, who else would they keep? And I would think Blocker would have an excellent chance to play next year, much more than, than Pinion has this year. He came back as a sophomore. But I would think Blocker would have much sure. better chance to play a lot next year than... Uh, the normal freshman but, of recent years. Well,
5: that's what I was just about to say. So I, I think certainly that Joseph Union is a guy that stays. Uh, what? Really? Without really? Huh? I know. I'll I'm, I'm just
1: surprised. I, I, I'm he not trying plays. to speak for, yeah, for Joseph. I mean, uh, last night I admire him for being willing to step out there.
4: Three seconds. With to four seconds, to 3.8 yeah, seconds.
1: Right. He shows up in the yeah. official... Uh, book at zero four zero four seconds so that i mean that's i understand why he went in there but at the same time he could have left him up right where he was
5: can, can you imagine what that most people don't realize but just let's just say that joseph was uh someone that had a had a point and, and wanted to keep that most people don't realize when you put them in that game for that period of time, what that could do to a player's scoring average, rebounding, and if yeah. they were looking oh, yeah. for individuals. I mean, that's, that's one of those things that is just a killer to do that to a, to a player. And, and I'm not saying Joseph was not happy to do it. But you understand what I'm saying, Randy. That, that's a tough one. Right all right. There. Well, uh-uh.
1: all right, let, me, let me give you another example. Uh which I realize most are gonna say, shut up, don't even bring that up. Okay, I had him down last night on the double R prop specials, I had him for zero point five points, less than one and a half minutes of playing time. One and a half minutes. He goes in there for four seconds. He might as well have played four minutes. Because at least it had a chance to meet some of those numbers, but instead for four seconds I mean, there's no way he can attain any of the numbers that's out there now the under a minute and a half okay he did satisfy that with four seconds that's ridiculous
3: though it's
5: yeah it, it it's ridiculous it, it, it just it's ridiculous and it makes you scratch your head in so many ways and this is why I'm so I think Trayvon Mark, is it, Mark's the junior, correct, guys? I just want to make
4: sure. I'm, yeah, he's got eligibility left. Mark
1: can come back. So can he's, Brazil.
4: He's okay. one I would think they'd go mm-hmm. after and try and keep Mark if they could. Yeah, they sh- they should.
5: So I think
4: he is the one that stays. Minifield I- can come back.
1: I- Mennefield can come back.
5: Well, you read my mind, really, because I think Minifield is another guy that can come back. I think. He has obviously shown a lot of potential, but I think that is a guy, had he had more time, certainly I think would have been a a bigger piece than what he was. So I think those two are certainly guys that they would go after to try to keep force.
1: I don't know why you don't try to keep Bay Fall, even though you haven't. I mean, in his case, he may say, why do I want to continue to wait? Because all he's going to do is go to the transfer portal and find someone he thinks is better than me or has more experience than me. But yeah. I mean, I would try to keep
4: both Bayfall and Blocker. Yeah, no, I, I, I would have thought Bayfall was recruited as a project anyway, where you're not expect yeah. where where you had an agreement with him up front that hey, you're probably not going to play much this year, but we're going to develop you to where you will. Well, future. you know, if you
1: go back, Rick, you know, uh, back what Who was it? October? Yeah, back in November. Yeah, you know what I'm about to say. But didn't he have an injury, or maybe it was academic. There was something to where he didn't get off to the same start as everyone else, and uh, he did get eligible uh, before the start of the fall camp. But there was something; seemed like there was something questionable about Bay Fall to begin with. That I don't, I don't yeah. know that we necessarily believed or expected him to play this year at all.
5: Yeah, because he, he, guys, he had a question mark about having one class for requirements for coming in. And that's why he reported so late. And and obviously, a guy, him being a project, to your point, right? He needed that time to come in and develop and do this stuff. So I I would think if you were going to pick between Blocker and him, I, I, I think Paul is probably more likely, certainly, to stay. And listen, I would love to see Layden Blocker stay, because I think he's an all-SEC-type player. But, Randy, I don't know if, he, Rick, you, if you agree, but he should have been getting a lot more minutes a long time ago. I agree and with I that.
1: Have, I agree with that. But, I mean, now, I will say this. Until he finally hit those back-to-back games, that one three-pointer in each game, his shooting he has uh, he's been a liability offensively at times on the floor. So I can understand a yeah. little, of, you know, when it's in crunch time. Even though he played in crunch time last night, he would not have been. He, he, he's not necessary. Right now, looks to be on a consistent basis a fifty percent free throw shooter. So there's some aspects yeah. of his offensive game he certainly has got to improve upon. But, uh, this, but, ready, but,
4: ready, but he ready, will. Ready. That's the thing with freshmen, you got to give them time to improve. You can't, well, he can't make a free throw, we'll get rid of him. You can't do that these days.
5: You, you got to give them time to improve. But listen, when we had four other players that were liability on defense, well, they got a take Mark out of it. We uh, could have made up for that. Because Lane Barker could have made up for deficiencies on offense with his defensive effort, in my opinion.
1: Uh, by the way, from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line, uh, maybe Coach Randy and Coach Bart should coach Arkansas since they have all the answers.
4: <laughs> all no. right.
1: I'm now Coach. How about you, Coach? <laughs> hey, I'm ready. Coach
5: Bart. You better, Bart, you better
1: keep pay players, me. Randy. Pay me. That's
0: right. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by
5: Red River Ford, Lion Legal, Central Arkansas Cadillac Dealers, Malvern National Bank, and
0: Genesis of Conway. Quality outdoor products in Alexander. Your metal roofing superstore has
5: a brand new showroom. Take exit 126 off I-30 and visit with Cal about a new carport or metal building. 40-year colors are available at only 289 a foot. 20-year colors are 259, and Galvalume runs 249. Trim and accessories are always available. Take exit 126 in Alexander, or call Cal at 501-455-0240 about a new carport, metal building, or metal roofing supply. This is Pat Bradley, and you've heard it here on The Buzz several times about the Casasa free checking account at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Earn up to 6% on your checking account for doing the things you already do, like using your debit card and have direct deposit. Plus, you can use any ATM anywhere and have your ATM fees waived. So apply today for your Kasasa checking account and earn up to 6% at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union, serving Celine, Grant, Garland, Hot Spring, and Perry Counties.
7: Hello Buzz listeners, it's Frank Fletcher. Well, it's end of the month and you know what that means. We've got a sales goal and we've got to hit it. We can get a big pile of money from Chrysler and if we miss it, we get zero. So I've told Zippy and all of our managers to do whatever it takes to sell you between now and the end of the month. Folks, we have zero percent financing for 72 months. On new Ram Big Horns, That is unbelievable. 0% for 72 months. And $10,000 discounts on new Ram 2500s. And new Jeep Gladiators are discounted up to 15% off of MSRP. Folks, that's about $12,000. We're making crazy deals and we're paying way too much for trades. Remember to tune in this Thursday morning. We're going to be on the morning show with David Basil And we're going to be giving away some really nice stuff. Come see us at Fletcher Dodge on War. And Road in Sherwood or shop us online at FletcherDeals.com.
6: Congratulations, you're having a little girl.
4: At that moment, everything changed. Our hopes and dreams for ourselves were instantly replaced by our hopes and dreams for her. We got life insurance policies from Shelter Insurance so that regardless of what life throws at us, we'll still be able to provide the world to her. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See shelter agents Chad Kesterson in Arkadelphia, Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff, or Blake Jumper in Benton. For those who push the boundaries and know no barriers, the wake up at nooners
0: and dessert before dinner eaters, the jackpot dancers and sequined pantsers, the risk takers and heartbreakers, the hapless, the rogue, and the hopeless romantics. Our time has come. Play bold at the new Southland Casino Hotel, the Mid-South's premier gaming destination. Plan your stay at southlandcasino.com. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish Studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. In a moment, we'll be rejoined by Bart Reap, Pure sweat basketball skills being brought to you by Martin Orthopedics. Did you know that (laughs) Guatney, now okay, I repeated exactly what was on my paper. Did you know? Did you know? The Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is Arkansas's largest dealer of Chevrolet track compact SUVs. The Chevy Trax is safe, stylish, and affordable under $25,000. And with an estimated 30 miles per gallon, you can save even more dollars down the line. Visit GuatneyChevrolet.com to see their stock of Chevy tracks, plus more of your favorite Chevrolet models. Now, you can always head out to 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. I call it the Gregory Street exit right off of one sixty seven sixty seven, and look for that huge American flag, and that is where you will find Gluttony Chevrolet. And ask for a test drive of your dream Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Together,
0: let's drive. All right, uh, let's see. Let's do this real quick.
1: All right, Bart, I don't think a day goes by without us being able to ask you for this particular update. This from our uh, live feed feedback. Ben says, does Bart have a recruiting update on Tarion Burgess? He is playing so well.
5: Well, he is playing so well. And I think, of course, everybody in the country wants him. And all I can say is, um, you know, I, I'm able to be kind of on the inside circle, but I, I can tell you the recruiting process is wide open. He loves Arkansas, loves Missouri. Alabama has certainly come in late, and he loves what Alabama is, is talking about. Certainly Ole Miss is is involved in that process. And Coach Porter Mosier was in town again a couple of weeks back from University of Oklahoma, so the sooner they're actively involved, I think that, and publicly on will, will make when he's ready, but I think you'll see a little bit of that recruiting kind of circle narrow down where he'll publicly announce, but it's still very much wide open. on uh, is so focused, Randy Rick, on winning a state championship, as you know, they are have a real chance, and I think Terry on is all business right now, and so talk to him about try to talk to Terry on about recruiting. He don't want to talk about that. He wants to talk about winning basketball games. but I just kind of gave you some of the some of the top tier teams uh, right there to, to to be looking at. And a lot of them are in the SEC, and certainly close to home.
1: Bart, what do you think will be the factors that will be of the utmost important? importance to Terry on
5: well i think Terry on and i and it's easy for me to say this because of his knowing his father and his grandfather they're so focused on the development aspect of it and you know i think it was coach calipari last week that came out with the quote that he's seeing a difference between the players he's getting now than a couple of years ago that are coming in under skilled and extremely athletic carry on really is going to be looking at a place where he can improve his skill set not just to get to the nba draft obviously is where he wants to be but just improve his skills so the schools that are going to show the track record of developing players they're going to have an advantage I, i really believe that so him developing as a player certainly is going to be top of the list and then i think being able to have his family, because on is a family-driven young man, having his dad, his grandfather, all the people that are involved in his inner family circle, they want to be able to see him play. And so I think proximity to home is certainly, is certainly a factor, but I would put those two right at the top of the list and being involved in a great coach and someone who can teach him the games, probably specifically the NBA game, to further on his career will certainly be on the top, I would say, three three of uh, certainly the top five lists that he would be looking for.
1: All right, Bart, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. This is back uh, again to uh, discussion, To I guess you can say, with uh, Layton Blocker. But uh, this from Savage, he says, ask Bart with Blocker not being a shooting-type guard, who is coming in to help next year? We need a good point guard, not a role
4: player.
5: Well, I think that's where you get to say, and see, this is where, and I don't want people to think that Lane Walker is leaving. I, I think Lane Walker is, is a chance to leave, but I certainly think there's also a chance for him to stay. But certainly, Minifield is a guy that they would certainly need to keep, whether Lane Walker stays or not. Uh, but that would be, I think, fit number one, but I would hope, guys, that they are making a strong push and almost making keeping Layden Blocker almost priority one and 1A because I know that Layden worked a lot, guys, and I worked a lot with him. When we worked closely this summer, working on Layden's three-point shot, but I can say this. I think when players get nervous about taking shots, and they can't go out and play their game, that will lend to more misses. And, Randy, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If Layden's in the game and and he's not – feels like that he has the freedom to take a three-point shot, and all of a sudden those nerves get really, really tight, and so you get tight. So I think Layden is a much better shooter than he's shown. But I think he can go to work, and he can be a shooter, and there's some things that we'll work on this summer. But Minifield's what, because the recruiting class that they have as of right now, they're not bringing in any knockdown shooters. Um, so I hope Lane Blocker stays, and I, and I probably shouldn't have presented this like he's a locked lead because I don't think he is. But I certainly think he is a flight risk. But there's certainly not anyone that's going to come in right now that they have recruited to fill that particular role, except what they have on the roster, which is minifield. And that's part of the reason I hope Wade decides to stay.
1: Which, what you're saying is, now you go back to the transfer portal. Uh,
5: That's right. uh,
1: From our live feed feedback from the 501 Baller, he says, Bart, any upsets uh, or any updates to note so far in the state tournaments?
5: Well, listen, Subiaco got beat in a surprising. Uh, one versus four. Warren upset. Subiaco, Subiaco at one point in time had one loss. They lose to Farmington in the region, sixty-five to seventy-four. And then obviously sometimes when you get punched in the mouth, it takes time to recover. So that they get beat. And listen, hats off to Jacksonville and Bryson Hammond, six-seven senior, comes out. Jacksonville beat number one Nettleton. And I think that is a huge upset, Is now Jacksonville has a chance. But those are two that stick out. There are a lot of big games coming up tonight. But certainly when Jacksonville, led by six, seven, Bryson Hammond, come in and beat number one Nettleton, that's a big, big, big upset in my book. And certainly Subiaco as well getting beat by Warren.
1: Bart, how good are the Lady Bulldogs of Greenwood?
5: Well, I went to the gas station earlier today, and somebody said, Bart, you going on the radio today? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, man, you're brave, because they sure put a whooping on Sheridan last night. They are really, really talented. So I think Greenwood has a chance. i favor them. You know, Randy, we said this going in. We picked them to win the 5A State, did we not? I I, Mm
3: -hmm. I
5: don't think that that changes. They have a lot of weapons. They shoot the ball extremely well. What they do with their pressure defense is something most teams don't see. So they're really, really good guys, extremely talented, and I favor them to win it and gotcha. repeat. Twenty but,
1: allow twenty-four points to an outstanding Sheridan team. That that says volumes yeah. to me. All right, Bart. We Absolutely. will talk with you on Thanks, Friday. Guys. That is Martin Reed. pure sweat, basketball skills. Thanks to Martin Orthopedics. Drop time sports the coach coming up next coach nolan richardson
2: sumo, sumo, sumo is arkansas's first ever exhibition of sumo wrestling featuring the
5: world's largest sumo hiroki who stands 6'4 580 pounds featured in the movie john Wick four he will go belly to belly against a 6'4 500 pound ramey and mindy who is 5'10 and weighs 330 pounds in addition they will wrestle celebrities roger scott heather baker and don gooch all the action will be in hot springs at the